0: Hello baseball fans and welcome to Sully Baseball Daily, the podcast where we talk about baseball 365 days a year, unless it's a leap year, and then we're going to do another one. I've been doing this every single day since October 24th, 2012 and I'm your host Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully. I'm recording this outside on a beautiful sunny day in Palo Alto, California, the birthplace of Los Angeles Dodgers center fielder Jock Peterson and Oakland A's manager Bob Melvin. I intentionally on today's intro, brought up an L.A. name and a Bay Area name. That was intentional. That's not an accident. Sometimes I just say it by random, but this is, our, or like, okay, well, like i I'm, I'm just say the intro, and maybe today I'll say Stanford, maybe today I'll say Dan Petrie, maybe today I'll say this, maybe I'll say that, but no. This was intentional that I said the Dodgers and uh, center fielder Jack Peterson and the A's manager. The reason is because is I'm going to be talking today about California. I live in California. Um, my wife is from California, born and raised. My kids are growing up in California. My family, my entire immediate family, my wife, my in-laws, my mother and father, my brother, my sister-in-law, many of my cousins, we're all in California. And the only place I can really ever see me living other than California in my life is in the Pacific Northwest, which is a region that I really love. But I, I'm a West Coast person now. Now, I'm, I'm a native New Englander, and you probably hear it in my voice. I remain a rabid Red Sox fan, classic Yankee hater. Uh, I I'm born in New England, did most of my growing up in New England, Connecticut, and most of it in Massachusetts. I lived uh, 15 years of my adult life in New York City. So when I think about where I've lived, save for a couple of years when my family lived in Europe when I was a kid, my entire life I've lived in either New England, New York, Northern California, Southern California. And there, there is a regional rivalry, psychologically, sports-wise, in many different facets between the Boston area and New York, New England and New York. There's, there's sort of, there's 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 friction there. Some of it's friendly, some of it's not so friendly. Uh, and, and, and it plays out on sports teams. But, you know, the Boston area kind of is snobbish towards New York. New York is kind of thumbing nose at Boston, or sometimes doesn't even care, Um you know the sports teams there's there's friction obviously Red Sox Yankees and Red Sox Mets in 86 and there is you know there's rivalry goes on in, in certainly with the the Jets and the Patriots and and there's there's it's definitely a, a pride comes out through the sports teams and it it's it's strange if you cross-pollinate. You know, I mean, I don't really have an NFL team. If I did, it would be the New York Giants. Uh, And and I've told people there's time I was following the Giants closely, and for some people it seemed incongruous because, like, well, I'm a Red Sox and a Celtic fan, but you're also a Giants fan? No, no, you're supposed to be be regional. And I see similar things between Northern California and Southern California. I think Southern California is kind of looks at Northern California as a bunch of, you know, effete snobs. I think Northern California looks at Southern California like they're a bunch of shallow nitwits. Um, I actually think the two regions are remarkably similar. Just replace the, you know, the movie studios with tech companies. I've worked for tech companies and movie studios, and I think they're incredibly similar. But it's interesting as a, someone who is, born as an outsider I can see sort of the cultural rivalries that go on here in California. My mother is so funny because my mother has lived out here, hi mom, I know you're listening Uh, my mother's lived out here since 1987, we moved out here in 87 from Massachusetts uh, moved up to here, to Palo Alto and to this day, my mother will refer to Californians as if they are some tribe that she occasionally interacts with. It normally comes out when she talks about when she's driving. So these Californian drivers, these California drivers, I just can't stand it. They don't know how to drive. They don't know what the hell they're doing. I said, Mom, you've lived here for 30 years. At what point do you become a Californian? And it's never, never. So, I mean, and and in some ways, it's I kind of understand that a little bit that there's, uh, there's so many things that connect me to the Northeast, in terms of my, my fan base, my sports allegiance, my voice, some of my attitude, that it's sort of strange to have me called a Californian, me called a West Coast person. But as someone who was, you know, I'm going to be here the rest of my life, Probably. Well, I mean, unless someone out there has a great job for me, you know, if ESPN offers me a huge job, you know, then I may wind up going back to Connecticut. But uh, I see myself being in California the rest of my life because, you know, it's kind of sort of nice. Um, but I get to see that there are aspects to California and some of the California cities that are more that are more specific than just northern and southern California, And by the way, the people in Crescent City and all the people that are completely to the north, kind of, they're not crazy about the idea that the San Francisco area is considered northern California, because when you look at geographically, it's really in the middle of the state. But I digress. You see, sports-wise and culturally, there are these pockets within California and resentment within California that I find somewhat interesting. And let me tell you something. Here's a World Series matchup I'd like to see eventually. Because I've seen the Red Sox win a bunch of World Series. My second favorite team is the Giants. I've seen them win a bunch of World Series. It allows me to open up my my wish list in terms of World Series matchups and who I want to see. And a World Series that I would love to see is between the Oakland A's and the San Diego Padres. And let me tell you why because we are very, very close to seeing two cities having some of their identity stripped away from them because of sports teams leaving and the real possibility of baseball being the only game in town in those two cities. An interesting thing you see in California is that you think of what I I always thought of before I moved here. I didn't realize how damn big this state was. And when I heard we were moving, and when I was a teenager, I heard we were moving to California near San Francisco. uh, I kind of thought, well, that's what, an hour's drive to Los Angeles? Eh, That sounds about right. No, it's a six and a half hour drive without traffic. You know, I mean, it's, it's, it's a huge damn state. But I saw that there were Rivalries within the state—not just northern-southern, but even some of the smaller cities—you see that, you know, San Jose has a bit of a identity crisis because you know, there more people live in San Jose than San Francisco, but it's thought of as a suburb of San Francisco. Oakland has a big inferiority complex to San Francisco, probably going back to the days of when Mark Twain visited there. Um, San Diego. Has a little bit of an inferiority complex to Los Angeles, Orange County, and Anaheim. Not a big fan of L.A. either. And Sacramento's the capital of the damn you know state, and they're you know stuck in the middle of the desert. And you see that the fandom in those cities for certain sports teams reflects a, oh, for the lack of a better word a sense of pride and a sense of hope. The way Kings fans embrace the Sacramento Kings, this is their team, this is the team that they, this is their national identity. A really strange thing happened when the Sharks were formed here, and I got to see it close up. When the Sharks were formed in San Jose, suddenly San Jose had a team, suddenly San Jose was on the map, and the Sharks became a very popular team with big attendance and everything like that, and not because San Jose is a big hockey hotbed. I remember when the Sharks were formed, they'd have a bunch of articles in the San Jose Mercury News explaining how freaking hockey was even played. But it became their team. San Jose had a team. It was, people were asking, where is San Jose? The only song written about it was by Dion Warwick, who couldn't find it. And now they had a team that was an identity. They were on the map. Sacramento was on the map. You know, when the, the the Chargers were first formed, San Diego was on the map. There was a big push to have a baseball team there. And it looked like it was going to be a failure. They were going to move them to Washington before Ray Kroc, the character of Michael Keaton's playing in that McDonald's movie, wound up buying the potteries and keeping them there. But you're going to see potential identity crises happening in two of the smallest markets in baseball playing in the wealthiest state with a sense of could they be the last hope for these two cities to have a major league identity? Now, I did a podcast a few weeks ago where I talked about how football in Los Angeles, year one, was, you know, and El Flopperino. the Rams stunk, and they couldn't give tickets away to go to the L.A. Coliseum to see the Rams stink. Well, now there's talk about the Chargers maybe wandering through the desert for a few years to leave San Diego as Jack Murphy Stadium is outdated. San Diego intelligently won't fund a new football stadium, and they're going to want to, you know, wandering the desert until the new stadium is built in L.A., and suddenly L.A. will have gone from zero football teams to two football teams, and they'll find that the city won't care about either one, but that's neither here nor there. And that would leave the Padres to San Diego and be the only major league team there. That's their identity. You're the city of the Padres. Meanwhile, across the bay from where I am now, I mean, I think it's even money. I'm not a gambler, but I think it's appropriate to talk about gambling. When I think, I think the Raiders are going to move to Las Vegas. The Coliseum stinks, and there is motivation to build a stadium in Las Vegas. I mean, it makes sense to have a football stadium in Las Vegas. The possibility of having a Super Bowl there, a bowl games, everything like that. Yeah, I mean it makes sense. It makes sense to try to dip your toe into the Las Vegas waters in 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 football. And and yeah, there's a lot of gambling. I don't know if you heard about this, but there's a lot of gambling going on in Las Vegas. So, you know, no sport is better for gambling than, than football. Look it. It's it's it seems like a great fit. And if you're an Oakland fan, you know, the trips from their flights like hourly from Oakland to Las Vegas you could go to a few Raider games. I even made the pitch that you don't call them the Las Vegas Raiders, you still call them the Oakland Raiders the Oakland Raiders now playing in Las Vegas. But anyway, that's neither here nor there that's probably going to happen I would be stunned if that doesn't happen because it doesn't make sense to keep the Raiders in Oakland. It doesn't I think it's real. It's a real tough argument that any team can really support two football teams regionally. New York can because of the size of New York and because of the diverse sports fandom of New York. I, I absolutely don't believe Los Angeles can, and I'll have a hard time. You know, I have a hard time seeing it surviving here in the Bay Area. So you know, get, go to Vegas. Go to Vegas. But you'll also see that the Warriors are going to break ground on a new arena that's going to be in San Francisco. And they're going to move across the bay. Why they weren't the Oakland Raiders, I'll never know. But the Golden State Warriors are going to play in San Francisco and probably rechristen themselves the San Francisco Warriors like they were in the 60s. So that will leave the city of Oakland with the A's. Now, what will happen is, and I'm, if once the Raiders move, there will probably be abject panic in Alameda County, and then there will probably be a bunch of scaring up with investors and everything like that. And next thing you know, they'll build a state, which they should have done years ago, they'll knock down the Coliseum and build a baseball-only facility on the grounds of the Oakland-Alameda uh, Coliseum parking lot. And that, and it'll be there. Boom! It should be a modern stadium. It shouldn't be a faux, BS traditional ballpark. And it'd be a chance to try all sorts of new, funky things. It'll be his new funky park for the funky A's and funky D, funk, funk, funk. But that means, right now in that complex, you have the Raiders, you have the A's, and you have the Warriors. You're gonna have, uh, and. There's a real possibility that in a few years it'll be just the A's. Oakland will have one team. There'll be one major league identity for Oakland, and that will be the A's. And I think there is an extraordinary, because I do not see San Diego building a new ballpark anytime soon for the Chargers, so there'll be an extraordinary possibility that San Diego will only have the Padres. And that will be interesting to see if Oakland embraces the A's in a new ballpark, the way the people of San Jose embrace the Sharks. It would be interesting to see the Padres if they become the team of San Diego, the way Sacramento has become a Kingstown. You know, you know. There's, it's funny. Like there was there was resentment when the Angels. Re- Rename themselves the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim because there was a huge, huge push to get Anaheim in the name of the California Angels. When they redid the stadium, that was part of the agreement is to make sure Anaheim is in the name because Anaheim wanted to be on the map. They're the Anaheim Ducks in hockey. And they were the Anaheim Angels when they won the World Series. When you look back at the World Series, it says, Anaheim, AL4 versus San Francisco, al NL3. Anaheim is a city where the world champions are. Now when Moreno took over the team, he's like, well, F this. I'm not going to be the the owner of a tiny market team. I'm going to be owner of a huge market team. They're the Los Angeles Angels. And legally he had to put of Anaheim at the end. I still think they should be the California Angels, but that's just me. But legally you have to have Anaheim in their name. And... That's because these cities in California want that identity. They like that identity. They like being on the map. They like being a city that when people say it, they say, no, we're not San Francisco. We're not Los Angeles. We're San Jose. We're Sacramento. We're Oakland. We're Anaheim. We're San Diego. That's a pride in those cities that is interesting to look at as a native New Englander who has adopted the West Coast as his home. And because of that, to see the possibility of a one-team town, teams that are one, when you have one-team towns, there sometimes can be a real sense of pride in that one team. I've seen it in Portland with fans with the Trailblazers. You've seen it with people in San Antonio, with the Spurs. Could we see that with the Padres? Could we see that with the A's? And because of that, and because I'm someone who has seen these cities and these fan bases up close and been to these stadiums, that is the main reason I want to see the Padres and the A's play each other in the World Series. I want to see these two cities with people with a sense of identity that is not LA, that is not San Francisco, to have a moment where they have here's our face off. Here's our one on one. Here we are at the top of the game. Because what it would mean for Oakland, what it would mean for San Diego, for those cities, for their pride, for two teams that are way up there in the suffering index that I did on New Year's Day. To me, that would go a long way to building a sense of pride, building a sense of identity, and being a championship that means something. When you see a title, it always means something to the players. But to know what it means to a region, know what it means to a championship, to have a city get that championship... We think in terms of old-time traditions and old-time rivalries. I know I do. I think of things in terms of you know when my Red Sox won or when the Cubs won last year. Even when the Yankees finally won in 96, there was a lot of, oh, now we have another championship. Knowing what it meant for Philadelphia, knowing what it meant for St. Louis. But it would mean a crap load to San Diego. It would mean a crap load to Oakland, especially if they start to have teams taken away from them. When you have a team taken away from you, that's in some ways the world saying, nah, you're not a major league city. We'd rather be somewhere else. Nah, you're not good enough for this team. We'd rather go elsewhere. That's one of the things the psychological effect that a sports team has, and sports franchises know that, and they play that. They know they have that angle. Why do you think they can get millions and millions of dollars to, from a public money to build sports arenas so billionaires can have a palace for their team? Because they know they have the city over a barrel. If you are the mayor in the city council or whatever, when a team skedaddles, you are the person in the proverbial musical chairs who was caught being told that on your watch, the city is not a major league city. And that sucks. And that's why they know they can play blackmail. Blackmail. And it's going to happen to Oakland, they're going to lose the Warriors, and they're probably going to lose the Raiders, and they're going to lose the Chargers in San Diego. So two cities that already have inferiority complexes are going to be told by the powers that be, nah, we would rather be elsewhere. And for that reason, I believe a World Series title for the A's and for the Padres would mean... A little something more than just your average championship. This is something I probably would never have been able to say had I spent the entire my entire life in the Northeast. Because I wouldn't understand what it meant to be one of these California cities. I was like, ah, oh, they're just a bunch of surfers there or anything like that. No, there's pride and there's angst. Just because the weather's beautiful and that the team... Doesn't have roots that go back to the days of you know the, the of John McGraw. Doesn't mean there isn't history, and there isn't emotion. So of all the things I'd like to see happen in the world of baseball, in A's-Padres World Series. Look, it Fox may not be thrilled about it, but I don't really care. I'm not a baseball fan, so I can be a slave to ratings, and oh, man, this is a low-rated series. I always blew my mind whenever you see a matchup, like, oh, man, who cares about those teams? This is going to be low-rated. Why the hell do I care? If it's a good matchup, what am I, suddenly a a sponsor of Fox? Why would I care? A's Padres would probably be the lowest-rated World Series in history, and I couldn't give less of a crap because I think emotionally it'd be pretty cool. They need it. It's called pride. And maybe by the time they win it, my mom would consider herself a Californian. So go to sullybaseball.com, like me on Facebook, subscribe iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, Twitter, Stitcher, Instagram, I'm everywhere. The music is by Ted Thacker and Patrick Kalisky. This has been a West Coast Bias edition of the Sully Baseball Daily Podcast, and I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Surf's up, and you can call me Sully.